0: Wonderful friends, welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big QA. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible. And where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Krita, the South Australia Regional Coordinator for Faith FM, and I thank you for tuning in with us. We would like to uh, invite you to be interactive with us. You can uh, send us an SMS during this program as we going on with the topic for today. And I'll give you the number right at the beginning. I'll mention this one during the program. You can send us a text a message on zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. The number again is zero four triple eight eight zero eight. Double one. You can also visit our website faithfm.com.au or write an email to info at faithfm.com.au. Now the theme for today is uh, the Bible, Jesus and end times. We also talked about during the week uh, about will our world ever end? Did Jesus ever talk about the end times? Is talk of the end times just sensation, sensational? Fear mongering? That was another topic which we uh, approached this week. Apocalyptic books, should they scare me? And we talked about uh, Revelation, Daniel. Today we are going to bring it together a little bit more and see what the Bible says and Jesus about the the End Times. Our co-host today is David De Lima, who is the director of Family Voice Australia for the South Australia region and Northern Territory. David. Welcome to the program. Well, it's wonderful to be co-hosting with you
1: once again, Nick. I think we did this uh, towards the end of last year. So it's great to be participating in the program.
0: And I'm so glad, uh, David, that you could make it and come for the full uh, hour with us Mm -hmm. today. Now, we are also uh, very thankful that we can have you every friday for uh, about 10 minutes around yeah. 10 minutes to share with us a little bit of what's going on sure. in um, you know uh, in this world <laughs> to mm. say so and uh, more specifically in our region here in um, in australia and uh, david from uh, family voice australia you always uh, stand for the christian uh, family values yes absolutely and uh, just to uh, start this program with one event, which uh, just few days ago mm. uh, took place here in Adelaide, and we are talking about uh, Walk for Life. Yes, have you been to that program yes. or you part of that? Yes,
1: I, I was there on the steps of Parliament observing the proceedings. So some five thousand concerned people came out. Uh, Adelaide had uh, some very strong rain on Saturday, and I think that may well have kept quite a few away, but still five thousand. That's quite a creditable turnout for a weekday. Mm. day, and they were really wanting to give a strong message that the people of South Australia do not want this abortion bill to pass. So that was a very important witness, and uh, I'm thankful to all who took the trouble to
0: turn out on the day. And please share with us a little bit more about this bill. You mm-hmm. know. Um yeah, Some of our listeners may not even be aware uh, of what's going on. Yeah, well,
1: I don't want to uh, offend or upset anyone that's been involved in abortion, but we need to see the truth for what it is. Jesus said, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Now, among many problems with this bill would be that women would be able to get, through the mail, abortion, drugs, and they would take those drugs and they would deliver the dead baby Probably in their home, probably in their bathroom. It's just astonishing that this currently can't happen, but it would it would be allowed under the bill. It's one of many things. Now, just yesterday, a dear woman who has been involved in, in many, many wrong things. She, she's had both a surgical and a chemical abortion, uh, not in South Australia but elsewhere, in Victoria, in fact, and she was on the phone to me saying, what can I do? I need to tell the members of Parliament my testimony, what's happened to me, because so sadly she, she gave birth to the baby in the toilet. Wow. Uh, and can you imagine the psychological damage that that entails? Now, our members of Parliament simply haven't thought through the legislation that they are considering. And so we are trying as hard as we can to express these, uh, and I'm working with this young lady who's now become a Christian. She has turned away from a life of sin, Mm -hmm. uh, and she has received Christ as Saviour and Lord with all of his forgiveness and healing, and now she's going to be speaking up uh, to members of Parliament uh, through a letter that we're working on together. Oh, that's so it's uh, a wonderful, that's wonderful great.
0: turnaround. And and as you mentioned, uh, David, a bit earlier, uh, we are uh, not disrespectful mm. towards people who may be in through some uh, mm. uh, traumatic situation. I yeah. mean, even to to lose a, a child for various yes. reasons. What we are talking about here it's legislation, uh, Particularly to be allowed. I mean, to kill a, 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 yes. a, a life, yes, uh, up to the term. Yes, to normalize abortion,
1: to make it something that's just like any other medical procedure. Uh, it's not really an ethical question anymore. It's just going to be something that people can obtain up to 22 weeks and six days, which is considered to be the age of viability. You can just request it like you would request anything else. Mm. Uh, and then after that point, uh, with, with no limit, it's astonishing, with no limit, it's so astonishing that a lot of MPs don't even believe this when we try to say them, but the, the bill is absolutely clear, with, with no limit, as long as two doctors agree that the procedure is somehow medically justified, well, yeah. they've, they've been doing a pretty poor job of that medical justification so far, uh, it would seem, so we don't have much confidence in that process whatsoever.
0: The reason we're talking about this also, David, is this also a sign of uh, the end times uh, when we talk about the Bible and Jesus? That's our uh, big question yes. for today. I mean, is this uh, something which uh, it is. Um, it's 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 a sign of the it, it, end it times? It is, yes, living? Remember, Nick, Jesus said, in the last days the hearts of many will grow cold.
1: It's the most sobering statement of the Lord. Mm. In the end times the hearts of many will grow cold. Now, there was a survey done by Senator Alex Antic was published today in the advertising newspaper Mm -hmm. and he's found that something like um, 63% of people do not agree with this bill. Now that's a good result but you think back say 10, 20, 30 years ago it would have been 95, 99%. Yes. Not 63%. Yes. And when 40 years ago abortion legislation was being proposed there'd be one or two MPs voting for it and the rest saying no way. Things have changed so strongly now. Why are people's hearts becoming hard? In the last days, the hearts of many will grow cold, the Lord, the Lord Jesus said. So we absolutely need a revival and a reformation.
0: And uh, to raise the awareness mm. of uh, such a things, you know, which can be very, uh, you know, in our mind, and even for the younger one yes. to come, yes. just normality. This is true. Now, uh, law, the Bible says, is a tutor.
1: So that's a good thing. Now, we, we're not made right by obeying the law, but we are guided as to right and wrong by the law. Mm. We're made aware of sin, and uh, we certainly can run society more smoothly when we have good laws. So mm. there are many good things about law. Um, so we greatly need good laws. When we've got laws which punish those
0: who do right and, and commend those who do wrong, uh, heaven help us. Yeah. I would like to also invite our listeners to um, uh send us a message if if you have some concerns if uh, regardless of uh, what position you know mm. you can share with us uh, we want to see what you think about yes. this uh, yes. this matter It's a very important one and it's about life mm. and death mm. it's not just a um, very Secondary uh, thing, uh, David. Is true. It's, now, it's
1: very important. Now just to change the subject for a moment. Of course, the news coming through now. Victoria will be in lockdown for several days. Yes. Uh, it, we're just we're just repeating the same folly. It seems to me. It used to be, Nick, that when quarantine stations operated, that everyone involved would be in the quarantine. You mm-hmm. know, the cleaners, the the cooks, the staff, the medical people, all in. Uh, that truly is what quarantine means. But instead, we've got security people coming and going, and cleaners, and all sorts of other people, and so we're getting this leakage of the virus mm. out of the quarantine, mm. so-called quarantine hotels. I just cannot understand why we have this this uh, sloppy approach to the management of this virus.
0: And also, again, uh, I'm tempted to ask you this question: Is this also, mm. again, uh, a sign of the end uh, end times? Yes, yes it is because uh we've got disease and we've got
1: just this lack of wisdom happening uh and we we we're failing to turn to the lord in the matter that's what's most disturbing because while we don't wish these things to occur, God does use them to shake people up. Mm. You know, when there's a war or some catastrophe, everyone flocks back to church. Why do we wait for, tri- for trials and tribulation until we turn to the Lord and then turn our backs on him afterwards? Yeah. So when we're missing the wonderful gospel opportunity here of all of us to seek God and to receive his salvation and his deliverance.
0: Yeah, you mentioned uh, Victoria, and we don't want to uh, bash any in any way. You know the Victorians, no. and uh, uh, but there was another law there. Um, you know, past yes. I believe. Yes. Uh, in regard to um, uh, what was that? Um, yes, that's right. In
1: relation to ministering to people who are struggling with their sexuality. Yes. Now, in the past, there have been some silly things done. We recognise that those things don't occur anymore. Uh, and the 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 brutality which was there doesn't occur anymore so once again our parliaments are solving a non-existing existent problem and so you can't you, you will now not be allowed even to pray for someone with their agreement about their sexual struggles mm. it, it's just unbelievable and just uh, this week the western australian parliament uh, the, the news came through that they are thinking about passing a similar law
0: i was just thinking to ask you that because mm. you see uh, you see a, a little bit of a Pattern here, yeah. you know. I mean, you do in one place, and yeah. then you yeah. you you think to just uh, open it up. That's right. Well, yeah. the scriptures speak about people inventing ways of doing evil,
2: mm.
1: and it seems that our that some of our civic authorities have got nothing better to do, as if there aren't enough genuine problems out there to be tackling. You know, all sorts of problems. Youth suicide and family crisis and poverty and health issues. Why can't our parliament concentrate on these important things and stop messing around with all this ideology?
0: Yes. All right, David. Uh, another thing. Uh, we are just a um, few days. I mean, uh, apart for another kind of event, you know, which people look forward to. Yes. Uh, and we are talking about Valentine. Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is coming up on Sunday, yeah. yeah. And uh, I do enjoy Valentine's Day. Mm.
1: Uh, I think it's helpful to have these annual reminders about certain things like we've got Christmas, we've got Easter, Anzac Day, Remembrance Day. Valentine's Day I think is valuable because it just reminds us not to take our loved ones for granted, especially those who are married. And for listeners who are not married, that's okay, uh, maybe one day. Um, but they can also encourage married couples to make sure that we keep the, f- the flame of passion burning hot, Nick, if I can be so mm. bold as to say this, you know, because you and I, we've been married for many years and it's very easy to get stale. And what I'm trying to discipline myself to do on a daily basis is to make sure that everything that I say to my wife builds her up and makes her stronger as mm. a person.
0: Mm. Now, just, just on that one, David, uh, I know... Um, uh, as you mentioned, like uh, Valentine Days or Christmas or other mm-hmm. things, it can very easily be very uh, commercially yes, approached. Yes, you know what values can we take from here, yeah. looking from the biblical point of view mm-hmm. in regard to family and uh, the the bond and the unity of yes. the family yes. to look at this because uh, Particularly myself, I'm a very, you know, uh, old-fashioned to say so. Um, I don't know much uh, about many many things which coming into our, even our society today mm-hmm. from various uh, backgrounds. Yeah, I mean, for example, I would, this is just a bit uh, out of the the way. Uh, in here in Australia, uh, until just few years ago, you haven't heard about the um, Halloween. Children. Halloween. Yes. You know, for example, in Australia. People didn't know much about mm-hmm. that until just a few years ago, but now it's very popular. Yeah. Well, and it, it, how easy is, David, how easy is to just uh, uh, hijack some of oh, the- yeah. these things and transform them in, in something to be just very popular, commercial, and losing losing the uh, teachings and the guidelines of the Bible, even in that, even in that yes. regard. When you look at yes. the Bible, you know the Bible is so clear about certain mm. things which we practice yeah. during that, and we even teach our children, mm. young ones, certain things which are far from yeah. reality.
1: Well, Halloween used to be a Christian tradition. Uh, it really means holy evening, uh, or a time when we would uh, commemorate people for their good works. Mm. Um, but it's been turned upside down now. Uh, the same with, uh, with the lead up to Easter, which is just coming up. I think next week is Ash Wednesday in the traditional, uh, part of our community. That means Tuesday will be Pancake Day or Shrove Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Now that used to be a day to shrive, if I can use the old English term, which means to confess. All right. But confession is a good thing. And people would use up the fats and the, uh, the milk and the eggs. And the butter to make the pancakes, because you're going, you're then going to have a period of fasting. So instead of us uh, recognizing the the spiritual discipline of fasting, which, which you know is not imposed, but it's something that if people want to do, that's fine. It was a tradition to do that, but now it's been turned upside down so that we have Mardi Gras, which. Again, uh, uh, that that means uh, Fat Tuesday in French, or Carnival, same mm-hmm. word, uh, Carn as in flesh, and valet uh, as in farewell. So farewell to meat. So you gi- you give up the meat, you give up the eggs and the, and the butter and the fat, etc. Yes. if you want. Yeah, uh, uh, and then you have a period of fasting before Easter. But instead, well, carnival doesn't mean farewell to meat anymore. It means prancing around half naked in Rio de Janeiro <laughs> or in Sydney or something like that. So we've, we've taken these things which had a, a good Christian basis, really, uh, as, as something that the church had developed as, uh, as a helpful discipline. Mm, and instead, mm. we've, they've been turned upside down for evil.
0: Yes. We're going to take a short break, David, uh, play some music. But before we do that, I would like to give away a beautiful DVD to our mm-hmm. listeners. Again, uh, if you like to have this one in your hands, uh, send us a text on zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. The DVD is called Final Events DVD. I'm just playing this uh, little ad, then we'll have a song and we'll be back. Please stay with us. This is Faith FM, Drive Time Big Q&A. What does
3: the Bible say about the end of the world? Faith FM's free offer today is the final events of Bible Prophecy DVD. Exploring what the Bible says about the future and other topics you've heard of, like the rapture, the second coming, and many more. This DVD is available in several languages, including Mandarin, French, Spanish and Portuguese. To get your free final events DVD, go to faithfm.com.au forward slash offers or call us on one 800 faith That's 1-800-324-843.
0: Welcome back. You are listening to Fate FM, uh, Drive Time B and a uh, with Nick Rita and our co-host today is David DeLima from Family Voice Australia. Very happy to have uh, David with us today. And that was a beautiful song, Jerusalem Cry by uh, Randy Travis. And uh, David, uh, is that a Jerusalem cry today? Yes, that is the cry that we need to hear today, the cry for
1: God's mercy to be upon the nation and for people to turn in repentance and sorrow to receive the free gift of salvation. That's what we're all about here at at Faith FM, isn't
0: it? Yes, and uh, David, the particular question for today Mm. is how do I live in the waiting Time. Yes. How do I live in the waiting time? Yes. Now, uh, let's talk about the biblical uh, details of uh, people who occupied. Yes. Well, let's start with the words of Jesus from Matthew,
1: where he said, You must be ready, because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know when we think he's going to return or when he will or will not return. And uh, whatever we think, we're going to be surprised, mm-hmm. because he said, He will come at an hour when you do not expect Him. So, it's no good us saying, oh, well, we've got all these signs now happening, so therefore we expect Him,
0: (laughs) because... And you know, on that one, David, just very quickly on that one, I remember some years ago when I was a bit younger, Mm. when you see some, uh, let's say, natural disaster, some uh, things going on, you know, Mm. uh, big things, Mm. people used to say... Wow. This is, this, defi- is the, this is definitely it. This yeah, is, this is <laughs> it. This is the end of uh, the days.
2: Yeah, And i'm wrong. wrong. You're
0: right. But how interesting is that we get used to and we have yeah. even more events, yeah. more in, um, how to say, uh, in a larger scale, and we are probably going to sleep a little
1: bit. True. You know, during the Second World War, people were utterly convinced, utterly convinced that this was it. And it wasn't, yes, <laughs> yes, but you know we we've got to be so careful here, because if we spend all our time gazing and speculating, we're not serving the Lord correct now i I think back to the the late seventies when I was a young man, uh, we would spend so much time wasting time on these end time charts what Russia was going to do, how many nations were in the European. Economic union, Mm. and uh, when there were 10, we thought, oh, that's it, you know, that's the 10-headed beast of revelation. Mm -hmm. Well, when the 11th nation joined, that theory went out the window where it belonged in the first place. We're not to be found gazing and speculating, we're to be found praying and working. Yes. Uh, And then when we are surprised when he comes, we
0: won't be embarrassed because we will be uh, Doing the pray. right one, yeah. We'll be, we'll be praying and we'll be working. Yeah, so that's wonderful. So and also, uh, what Jesus said. I mean, um, uh, saying those words that you don't know the the time, you mm. know, the day mm. and the mm. hour and so forth mm. on and so forth. But Jesus said, "When you'll see some of the things, and this is the thing, you know, which we we may be able to touch a little bit." And uh, we talked about this in the previous programs mm. um, uh, about prophetic events mm-hmm. about the fulfillment of the bible prophecy and so on and so forth yes but yeah again let's just look a little bit more about this what jesus uh correct uh, well, let, let me said. continue
1: what he was saying there in matthew uh matthew's gospel he says you must be ready because the son of man will come at an hour you do not expect him and then immediately he speaks about this he says who then is the faithful and wise servant whom the master has put in charge of the servants in his household to give them their food at the proper time, it will be good for that servant whose master finds him doing so when he returns. I tell you the truth, he will put him in charge of all his possessions. Yes. So this is what we've got to be focused on, getting on with the work, sharing the message of Christ, sharing the love of God, ministering to the needs of humanity, providing wisdom for running society, honouring the name of Christ. And uh, when the Lord returns, then we'll, we'll be not only rewarded, but also
0: promoted mm-hmm. to greater things. Mm, beautiful. Do we have some people in the Bible also mm-hmm. to, uh, to, to use as an example? Yes, absolutely.
1: Yeah, there's a whole, whole string of people going back to Genesis. We think of Lot mm-hmm. uh, as he ministered in Sodom, and then we think about uh, the patriarchs, uh, Jacob and Joseph, and then we can fast forward to people like Esther and Daniel, uh, and there's just a whole list. And then we think about Paul's teaching in the New Testament, really about occupying, yeah. as well as what the Lord has said.
0: Can we talk a bit uh, about uh, um uh, Lot. Yes. Because he lived in a very interesting time yes. and, and in a very interesting place. He did indeed. Very similar uh, with the, probably what occupy our, um, uh, you very know, similar. life, you know, the, today. And even Jesus said that in the in the last days will be like in the days of Lot. Lot. Exactly. And uh, w- what can we d- what lesson can we draw yes. David from yes. Lot's experience in uh, in Sodom? Yes. We well,
1: read about him in Genesis the chapters 13 to about 18 and he's he's a man who has been completely misunderstood it seems to me. Whole sermons have been preached against Lot. Mhm. And yet, the New Testament says that he was a righteous man. In fact, it says it three times in one sentence. Righteous, righteous, righteous. He was deeply concerned by the wicked things that he saw Mm, and heard. mm. And we read there in Scripture that he was positioned in the gateway of Sodom. He chose to live in Sodom, and Abraham didn't mind whether he went there. If you yeah. go there, I'll go the other place. Yeah. Uh, if he
0: wouldn't choose to go there, maybe Abraham will end up to exactly, go that way. Exactly. You see, that's a very yeah, interesting it, thing, very,
1: and people never thought of exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah, they're, they're too dismissive of Lot. And they're also dismissive of the apparent offer of his virgin daughters to the, to the men who are banging down the door, mm. because he, he says to them, no, my friends, don't do this wicked thing. So, he's saying no to sin, and then he brings wonderful conviction by apparently offering his daughters, but of course he's not offering his daughters. In fact, if you read carefully, it says that his daughters were engaged to the men of Sodom. Mm. So, they were, in fact, shall we say, spoken for women. They weren't available, and his offer is is not a real offer where they said to themselves, well, boys, what do we do? Do we keep banging down the door and wait wait for him to hand over his guests? Or do we prefer the daughters? Oh, no. Yeah, Their response makes it very clear. They say, who, who appointed you as a judge? You've come us, uh, among us as a foreigner, and now do you want to play the judge? We'll treat you worse than them. So that was, like, he really touched a nerve by what he said. He's effectively saying it would be better for me to give you my virgin daughters than for you to violate the men who have come under my roof. Mm, mm. So Lot is a man who's been completely misunderstood. He was precise about right and wrong. He begged them not to do evil. And incredibly, for his sake, the city was preserved. Because the angel said to him, You must flee now. I cannot do anything until you, and the Hebrew is singular. It's just him, yes, the one righteous man. Prior to that, Abraham had counted down 50, you know, 45 righteous men. He quit while he was ahead of 10. Yeah. He could have gone down to one. You see, this is who we are in Christ, Nick. We are the salt and light of the world. And even one righteous man can stay the judgment of God. Mm. And that's who Lot was. So we need more people like Lot. We need to study his life and work. He was truly occupying until the catastrophe came and he was, he was delivered from the catastrophe uh, and spared.
0: Yeah, yeah. He incredible. stood he stood uh, firm for his faith even though he was in a, a complete uh, wrong environment. Correct.
1: But he was there, he was blessing the city because he was a rich man. You know, when the rich man comes to your church or the rich man moves into your city, mm, you're blessed mm. because he's going to be bringing his wealth with him. In fact, he and Abraham were so wealthy that their servants were tripping up over each other. Yeah. So they needed extra
0: room. Yes. And you know, uh a drawing lesson from here also we can be a blessing mm. uh, for, uh, for the community, exactly. for, um, for exactly. the people there. I think the society needs more people who really trust in the living God exactly. who, who, who have their lives Changed, mm-hmm. and um, you're right, uh, David. Let's move to another yes. uh, uh, personage yes. here, if we yes. can. You mentioned Joseph. Yes. Well, we'll go we'll
1: go to Jacob first, his father. Okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. Let's go to him. You'll remember that there was a famine in the land. Yes. And uh, uh, Joseph had disappeared at this point, but the the sons of Israel were sitting around, basically going hungry, and wondering if they should or should not go down to Egypt. And Jacob says to them, to his sons, why do you sit there looking at each other? Mm. It's the most profound statement because we do this all the time. We do it in church. We're looking at each other instead of looking to God, and we're looking at each other instead of dealing with the problem, Mm. the challenge, which is to reach out with the love of God and share the message of Christ. So we've got to hear those words afresh. Why do you just sit there looking at each other? That's not occupying until he comes. That's mm. sitting around waiting. And you'll recall that when Jesus ascended to heaven, the disciples were gazing into the heavens and were rebuked by the angel who said, why are you gazing into space? You yes. see, we're not to be found gazing, whether it's at end times charts or just looking up mm. into the heavens. We're to, we're to get on with the with praying and working and serving. Yes. So that's Jacob. Now, uh, Joseph, uh, mentioned him as well, of course, uh, all the sufferings that occurred with him, he, quite, he could easily have just said, oh, what's the point, you know? Uh, nothing's working because his brothers were, were ready to kill him and they stole his coat and they threw mm. him down the mm. well and they sold him as a slave and he was just coming up again in the household of Potiphar when he was framed and he goes to prison. Well, not only did he run the household of Potiphar, until he was framed, but then he ended up running the prison. Yes. So you see, blossom where you're planted. What a wonderful phrase
0: that is. That's occupying until the deliverance of God comes. Yeah. And, and Joseph, you know, he was affirmed by God himself through uh, the dream, exactly. even though that was not popular at all uh, for no. his family, no. for uh, he, <laughs> obviously for his brother and, you know, mom exactly. and dad. Um, but he, he had that connection. He had the revelation from God. With God, you know, the revelation God from God. And then, I believe this is very important, because if you don't know where you are, who you are, why are you here? Exactly. Then it may be hard to to find your place. Exactly. But I think he, even though went through very difficult things, you know, mm. to see... Your own brothers, you know, oh. uh, attempting to to kill you. Mm-hmm. Even though how good it was that at least some some of them came to your rescue, you know, and tried to say, okay, better mm-hmm. just sell him sell away, him instead, yeah, yeah than enough. than to kill him. Uh, but you see, you witness all those things, mm-hmm. and you may have those brothers today. Uh, David. Uh, We're talking about here not only the blood uh, related, you know, uh, but you know, we are brothers in Christ. Exactly. And uh, sometimes we can treat each other a bit like that. Oh, we can. If you speak out for the truth, Mm -hmm. if you share what God is putting on your heart, you may have brothers attempting to harm you. That's right. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, this is a situation and, and Jesus warned us about that, that, uh, your worst enemies will be those ones from your own household. Your own household. Sadly. Yeah. That's very sad. Mm. Uh, but let's learn, um, positive, uh, you know, uh, uh, lesson from here that Joseph staying faithful and firm, God looked after him. Correct. And he was, you know, uh, the second in charge in Egypt in one of the that big uh, you know a pagan nation nation, but you know, the culture which was, you know, recognized in the whole... It was ruling the world. Ruling the world. Yeah, so
1: Pharaoh was basically the king of the world. Absolutely. And yet he took off his ring and gave it to Joseph and said, nothing will move in this country without your consent. Yes. And Joseph saved the nation of Egypt. It also says in scripture that he saved all the nations. Mm -hmm. Because it wasn't just Egypt that was experiencing the famine. So the the known world, we might say, was saved. So he's a type of Christ. And yet, there we see him uh, running the nation and saving the nation, the pagan nation. Uh, Now, uh, unfortunately, we we seem to have lost this in our theology in the church, that God is in the business of of running nations. Mm -hmm. He wants his people to run the nations. Uh, Jesus, speaking about the faithful steward, says, I will put you in charge of ten cities. Mm -hmm. So, running cities is part of God's mission for we who are occupying
0: until he comes. Responsibility, exactly. Yes. Hey, again, I'm going to give that offer um, to our listeners. Uh, it's a beautiful DVD um, called uh, Final Events, mm. and you can have this one free of charge, no obligation. Mm. If you send us an SMS to zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. Also, you can share your thoughts with Mm -hmm. us uh, today in regard to what we are just uh, talking here. How do you live in the waiting time? Mm -hmm. Uh, What's your experience? Mm -hmm. Share with us. We'll Mm -hmm. be very happy to hear from you. The number where you can send us an SMS is 0488880811. Let's listen again to this uh, offer and we'll be back with you very
3: shortly. What does the Bible say about the end of the world? Faith FM's free offer today is the final events of Bible Prophecy DVD. Exploring what the Bible says about the future and other topics you've heard of, like the rapture, the second coming, and many more. This DVD is available in several languages, including Mandarin, French, Spanish, and Portuguese. To get your free final events DVD, go to faithfm.com.au forward slash offers, or call us on one 800 faith That's 1-800-324-843.
0: Welcome back you are listening to Faith FM uh, Drive Time Big Q&A with Rita and our co-host today is David De Lima from Family Voice Australia we are talking about how do i live in the waiting time we are talking about uh, how Jesus um, instructs us and uh, uh, the believers you know to live in, in the in the last days but also we are looking at some uh, uh, people in the bible yes. talking about uh, Lot um Jacob, uh, his son uh, Joseph, and David. We have some more. We have mm. some more people here. Mm. Uh, we have also women who stood for uh, for God. But before that, uh, we'll come to Esther. Mm. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Daniel. Yes, because this is a uh, also the book of Daniel in the Old Testament. It's a prophetic book. It's it one of those apocalyptic books, if yes. you like. Yes. What do we know about Daniel? Yes, Yes. well,
1: Daniel's example is very important because he was living in a, in a situation that increasingly we're going to be facing here in Australia and in the world. And that is an anti-Christian context. Mm. Think for a moment about the background of Daniel. Nebuchadnezzar has come along. He smashes the temple. This is just a catastrophe for the people of God. What on earth is going on? Everything's going wrong. Daniel with others are removed from their beloved Jerusalem and sent off to this terrible place of Babylon. And Daniel was chosen because he had aptitude. Now, he could have sulked and he could have said, oh, well, why should I cooperate with these troublemakers who have smashed our temple and taken our nation away and confiscated all the wonderful articles from the temple, etc.? But that's not his attitude he is occupying until the lord comes or until the lord's deliverance uh, is given and of course uh, there was that wonderful restoration under king cyrus uh, which is prophetic of the end times uh, which we're facing now when when god will sort things out in his good time so mm-hmm. All these prophecies are there in Scripture for us. So Daniel was occupying, if you like, occupying until the Lord would come to do his work. And how did he occupy himself? He learned the Babylonian language and literature. Mm -hmm. Very difficult. Extremely Mm -hmm. difficult to learn that. And he had to behave like a Babylonian without compromise. Mm -hmm. He was given a Babylonian name, and he had to learn to speak their language and handle their literature. And because he excelled, he was given a position and God also gave him an ability to learn and to understand dreams. Mm. And when Nebuchadnezzar was just about going mad with the with the with the horror, uh, we've mentioned dreams previously, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Uh, when when Nebuchadnezzar had this nightmare, he was so upset he was ready to kill all his wise men yes. if they couldn't tell him not only what the dream meant but what the dream was. Yes. Um. But Daniel was God's man for the hour. See, that's occupying. He could have said, "Oh, don't ask
0: me. I don't know." Yeah. Interesting enough, he said that uh, respectfully. He obeyed, you know, the, um, the rules and, um, mm. you know, things there. Yes. Also, with the, uh, something very important, because as a Hebrew mm. person, you know, coming into a like pagan pagan land, mm. there are certain things which you it will be hard for you. You, you mm. don't make a compromise. That's right. But what I like about Daniel is that when he requested, uh, you know, to eat uh, a different type of food, yes. he said, look, I mean, just. Try this yeah, and test, see if will yeah test it and see if will uh, will yeah. um, create yes. problem for for you. You know, That's I'm right. talking about the the chief in the you know yeah. the, or the guards or yeah, whatever oh, was yeah. there. You know, he was very respectful, very, very careful. He was not just demanding. He right. was well, he trusting had, in the Lord done. that Lord the Lord will provide exactly that. The Lord will speak to the even to the person who was in charge right. of.
1: Uh, of them of the, uh, the, of the young men indeed so daniel found favor with that man yes yeah and that's
0: very important you know yeah, to find favor exactly. even today david how difficult it is, it is. to find favor yeah with and, the, and remarkably with when when uh, Nebuchadnezzar uh, and daniel meet
1: daniel says i cannot interpret this and joseph said the same thing they're both wisdom characters mm. uh, both of them were able to interpret the dreams but both of them gave god the glory uh, if it was me or perhaps you, Nick, yeah, we would say I'm I'm your man, you need me because yeah. I've got these abilities. Yeah. Uh, none of that. No, they said I cannot do it, but there is a God who yeah. who will give Pharaoh the answer and similar words were said to Nebuchadnezzar.
0: Yeah. And you know another uh, lesson to, to draw from here, um how important it is for us to find favor with men, with people with the, in which way? Yes. That we will be able to speak to them. They will have their ears open, Correct. not shut. What a powerful witness. Absolutely, because if you don't find favor with men, mm. you can easily just shut the opportunities in front of you. Exactly. All right, time is going, David, it's going quickly. We, we would like to look to some other yes. um, mm. people also, and we mentioned uh, Esther. Esther, yes. What a wonderful uh, person. Indeed. Oh, well, this is one of
1: the love stories in the Bible, really. Yes. It's not often recognized, but... Uh, there's this dear girl, Esther. Now, once again, a time of catastrophe. The people of God are now oppressed by the Persians. They've taken over. Mm-hmm. And uh, suddenly this young Hebrew girl who's an orphan, she has no father or mother, she's in exile from her beloved Jerusalem, and she's in this f- this foreign place. Mm. But suddenly she finds herself going from bad to worse because she's now pressed into the harem of the king, King Xerxes. Mm-hmm. So she's now going to be there for the rest of her days, available for his sexual satisfaction. Yeah. Uh, this is a really, really sad story, but incredibly she grasps the ministry opportunity and she is so wonderfully responsive to the king. Uh, I mean, you wouldn't wish this on anyone, but uh, once again it's a, a case of, of blossoming where you're planted. He was so pleased with her that he married her. So suddenly she becomes the queen. Yeah, And as queen, she brings deliverance to the people of God. It says from India to Kush. That's a long way. So mm-hmm. Kush is mm-hmm. usually regarded as Ethiopia. So this is a massive stretch. Uh, it's, it's the greatest empire in world history uh, uh, up until that point. And so she's queen of that. And all of God's people throughout the empire were going to be killed unless she spoke up. Mm. And and there's a wonderful question that's been posed, which is uh, one which no theologian has ever satisfactorily answered, which is, how many hours did, she, did Queen Esther spend before the mirror, before she went in to see her husband, the king, uninvited? The penalty mm-hmm. is death, mm-hmm. unless the king... Uh, pardons you immediately by extending the scepter. Yes. So she says to Mordecai, who, her uncle, uh, you get those people to fast. Uh, presumably they prayed. It doesn't say that they prayed. Yeah, but yeah. Presumably I, believe, yeah, I believe they prayed. Uh, you, you can't really fast without praying because yes. you, it focuses the attention and the spirit. Uh, so she says, look, I, I will go to the king uninvited and if I perish, I perish. But she is so winsome. She's so wonderful. She's so loving that the king just welcomes her in and says, what is your request? Yeah. And he grants it, and all of God's people are saved. So once again, she could have said, oh, well, woe is me. Everything's gone wrong. But instead, she grasps the ministry opportunity. She she loves this pagan man, and she's winning him over, which is what the scripture says about unbelieving husbands. Yeah. Won over without words by reverent submission. It's a wonderful thing. It's loving the unlovely. Uh, she would not have been attracted by his pagan ways. Mm-hmm. But for, for the Lord's sake, she is giving herself
0: and transforming history. Yes, so true. So true. And a faithful, uh, faithful woman uh, who saved, saved the nation. Exactly. And uh, up to here, and even we're going to look to some other um, uh, people in the New Testament, yes. all of these people, were yeah. they just good people or they have something else in common? Well, these are people who
1: belong to God. They're claimed by him, and his Holy Spirit is leading them. And uh, going back to Esther just for a moment, you'll recall that her uncle Mordecai, he could see that this vile Haman, as he's called, was an enemy of God's people. And even though everyone else was bowing and scraping and kneeling to give him honor, Mordecai would do no such thing. That was what prompted the, the action against the Jewish people yeah. on the part of Haman. But it was the Holy Spirit, surely, who was giving Mordecai the discernment to see that this man was an antichrist, Yes, that he was an enemy of God's people, yeah. and therefore no respect should be given to him. Yeah, And in fact, Mordecai ends up taking his very job, and Haman takes the place of Mordecai mm. on the gallows. Mm. So... The tables were completely turned. That's the Holy Spirit's ministry in Mordecai's life, as he wonderfully advised Esther as to how she should conduct herself, especially that she must go to the king. He says to her, who knows, but you've come to royal position for such a time exactly. as this. So what we need today, Nick, is to, is to recognize that God is once again raising up from among his own people someone like Daniel, Joseph, In this case, Esther, who will provide leadership in a pagan context. We need Christians today who will be used by him, by God, Mm. to penetrate Mm. the highest places in our culture and to share the word and wisdom of God.
0: Yeah. And all these people, um, David, they are not called to just um, uh, walk away Mm. from uh, the society or, you know, to isolate themselves. Mm. They are called to stand for God and uh, just come in my mind uh, the prayer of Jesus Christ that he prayed that I pray not to that you not take them out of this Mm -hmm. world but to keep them safe from the uh, danger and uh, attraction of this world because that's the thing uh, for today um, uh, for us today David uh, if we stand for the truth stand for God um, not compromising because all these people they are not compromising with their faith. They spoke up. Indeed, Jesus said, You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth.
1: And he doesn't want us to be a lamp which is hidden under a bowl. In fact, uh, he may have told this story more than once because we've got these two different accounts, one in Matthew and one in Luke. In Luke, Jesus says, No one lights a lamp and puts it under the bed. Mm -hmm. Now, that should make us laugh, but we don't appreciate the joke. It's a complete. It's just a joke. What a joke to put it. A naked flame under the mattress, what, are you are going to set fire to the bedroom? You know, it's to, it, but this is effectively what we're doing. Mm. We are putting our light under a bowl, ha-ha, and even more daft, it's like we're putting it under the mattress. Ridiculous. Yeah. So we've got to stop doing these ridiculous things yeah. and be authentically light and salt. So Esther was willing to speak up. Now, she'd been keep, keeping her faith quiet. And there is a place for that. Yes. But Mordecai said, now you've got to speak up. Correct. Uh, Not just for your sake, but for the sake of all of God's people. And in fact, it's also for the sake of the the Persian Empire, because the blessing of God cannot be on an empire that that (laughs) puts the people of God to the sword and uh, brings
0: upon itself the stain of the shedding of innocent blood. Yes. No way, no way. Yeah. Hey, we mentioned about um personage from the New Testament. Yes. Can we just uh, briefly look yes. a little bit of we'll the life of yeah.
1: uh, Paul? Yes. Well, we see the Apostle Paul occupying in the space, particularly when he is on his journey to Rome, and they're going across the Mediterranean Sea, and for two weeks it says they didn't know whether it was day or night because mm. of the catastrophe of the storm. And everyone is ready to give up. They've thrown everything overboard. They've thrown the the, the food overboard. You know, they've thrown the tackle overboard. And Paul just steps up. He effectively takes charge of the ship. When a couple of people try to escape, he says, unless those men stay with the ship, you cannot be saved. And so the swords came out and they cut the ropes to release the boat. So Paul is now giving orders on the ship. He doesn't have a position of authority, mm-hmm. except that he is authorized by God. So he, he doesn't have a, a position uh, or a title, if you like, but he has the Holy Spirit, which is more important. And so he's then able to say, look, men, you need to eat. So he broke the bread and he gave thanks. And he said, look, eat because we're going to crash. You need this food to survive. So he's he's running that little community. It's a remarkable example of
0: occupying until the Lord's deliverance would come. Mm-hmm beautiful again I will uh, uh, put that ad on with the final events uh, DVD please don't hesitate to send us a message and get this DVD free in your hands no obligation send an SMS to 04888 80811 and this DVD is yours or visit our website faithfm.com.au just listen to this and we'll be back for concluding just in a moment
3: What does the Bible say about the end of the world? Faith FM's free offer today is the final events of Bible Prophecy DVD. Exploring what the Bible says about the future and other topics you've heard of, like the rapture, the second coming, and many more. This DVD is available in several languages, including Mandarin, French, Spanish, and Portuguese. To get your free final events DVD, go to faithfm.com.au forward slash offers or call us on one 800 faithfm. That's 1-800-324-843.
0: Welcome back. This is Faith FM, Drive Time, Q and don't hesitate to get that DVD in your hands. David, our time is coming to, to a close here. Mm. Uh, how can we conclude uh, and just just use maybe the last example mm. o- about Paul and yes. his teachings. Yes. Uh, and then we'll come to um, a little bit more about what Jesus said and we'll conclude yes. today. Yes.
1: Well, the book of Acts describes that two-week a catastrophe that I've mentioned, but Paul's teaching also in his letters speaks very much about occupying until the Lord returns, so uh, particularly we see this in the what we call the pastoral epistles that is first and second Timothy and Titus. Now, in first Timothy chapter two, Paul speaks about praying for kings and all those in authority, and he gives the reason why is that we may live peaceful and quiet lives. Now, I believe he's referring back to the prophet Jeremiah here because Jeremiah was in exile. The false prophet had said, oh, this will only be for two years. Mm-hmm. The word of God comes to Jeremiah, no, 70 years. And so the instruction is given from God himself in the book of Jeremiah, it's chapter 29, where God speaks and says, you must occupy. Yeah, You must plant, build, marry. You must settle down you must seek the shalom of the city, which was pagan Babylon. Mm -hmm. Now, every instruction in Scripture is given there because that's what they weren't doing. They weren't praying, and they weren't seeking the shalom or the peace and prosperity of Babylon. Why? Because they hated Babylon. They didn't want to be there. But God said, you will go there. And even though it was a chastisement, they were in fact fulfilling God's mission that his people would be a kingdom of priests and a holy nation who would minister And that the the Gentiles would see the light of God because the Jews were keeping it all to themselves, fearing being contaminated, but instead they weren't being salt and light. So the people of God in that exile in the time of Jeremiah were wonderfully called to minister, that is to pray for Babylon and to effectively love Babylon. Babylon. Not loving the things of Babylon, Mm -hmm. but loving the Babylonians in order to bring them into the revelation of God. Because your well-being will depend on the city. It's good for you, but it's also good for them. So, Paul, I think, with that in mind, as an old man, seeing that the Lord's return perhaps isn't as quick as some had presumed, and he had to rebuke the Thessalonians who were sitting around doing nothing, waiting for the Lord's return at any time. Again, you see, they're not being found praying and working. They're being found lazy. And he says, well, if a man will not work, he shall not eat. So the Thessalonian heresy is the first heresy of the church, which Paul had to deal with. But as he's thinking back to a comparable situation in ancient times, he, I think, reading that passage effectively reiterates it for Timothy, that he's writing to, and we receive that Mm -hmm. in Scripture, so it's for us today, which is to pray for Babylon and to love Babylon.
0: So we're called to seek the peace and prosperity of Babylon. Very quickly, uh, David, um, how can we apply in our life, Mm. whatever we talked about, uh, is there any other way or just to allow Jesus Christ to make a genuine change in our life because we can easily fall away. Yeah, uh, especially when when things go wrong. Yes, and find ourselves in different circumstances. But Jesus promised that he will change our life if we give ourselves to him.
1: Correct. So the law of God is written in our hearts as we come to faith. The Holy Spirit lives within us and we are transformed and we become agents of transformation. So as we place our faith in Christ... It doesn't matter what goes wrong. Things went wrong for Lot. They went wrong for Joseph. They went wrong for Jacob. Jacob said at one point, why is everything against me? Yeah. I wonder if some of our listeners have ever said that, you know, looked up to the sky and said, why is everything against me? Well, God is in the business of transforming people in the situation they're in. Esther could have said, why is everything going wrong? Daniel could have said, why has everything gone wrong? Paul could have said, why has everything gone wrong? But with faith in God, it's amazing So I wonder if I might just lead in prayer as we come to the conclusion. Thank you for that, David. Lord, I pray for every listener, and I know there are some out there who are doing it tough. They're struggling and they're suffering. They may well be saying, uh, as Jacob said of old, why is everything against me? And so, Father, touch them, I pray. Give them hope. Fill them with your Holy Spirit as they receive faith in Christ and are transformed by him. I pray that they will become Agents of transformation That they will grasp the ministry opportunities Which surround all of us And that you will help them to share The love of Christ To be witnesses of him uh, To go and tell everyone what you've done For each one of us We thank you in Jesus name For your powerfully transformative gospel It's in the name of Christ that we pray
0: Amen Amen. Thank you for joining me, Krita And uh, David Lima On Faith FM, uh, Drive down. Please join us again when we are going to talk about how do I come to Jesus, to give our life to Jesus. Until then, may God richly bless you and keep walking in the footsteps of Jesus. I will leave you with this uh, uh, beautiful song, um, Sound of the Battle Cry.
4: Prevail Shield and